Hello and welcome to IWHYS Special Edition Podcast. This is the Grog Episode 1, Volume 1 of Grog Episode of Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to introduce it. Um, the idea is that we, instead of our usual podcast where we have no Grog, in this case we do have Grog. Undisclosed amount of Grog, but Grog is involved. I spent 40 I spent $45 on beer. Oh, uh, undisclosed grog. What is grog? Baby, it's, don't... I don't know. Um, it's beer. It's beer, bro. <laughs> um, it's nice and cold, too, because we had it in the freezer. True. Wait, we, did we put the whole... St- no, we put part of it in the freezer. Oh, okay. And then we put okay. the other part of it in the fridge. Oh, okay. And, and then we not... caught up halfway. Um, anyway, I haven't given Jonah a bad nickname yet, so this week he's just bad Jonah. Bad Jonah Hickey. This is the other version of Jonah Hickey. We, we've got a special guest <laughs> on the pod. He's a lot I start, more like, committing crimes. He start yeah. Halfway shit. through the pod, he will uh, carjack you on your way to Macca's. <laughs> Can you imagine that? If I just like when I was working, disclosure. I used to work at McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> While I was working, I just started stealing cars and parking them around the back. I actually think that you'd get a lot more clout from not just stealing cars, but just, like, inconveniencing people. Yeah, no, because just, I wouldn't even... Just, just a little bit. they just walked around the corner, they'd be able to see the car. Someone's stolen my car and parked it, like, poorly somewhere <laughs> else. Just, like, halfway across another person's space. It was while I was stolen my L's as well, so I wouldn't have even been able to drive that well. You're from Gisborne, of course you can. <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck, or you want to hear something funny? Like, I was saying this to my dad, and, I was, and, and dad thought it was very humorous. Very, very humorous. Like, so the country Turkey. Could you imagine if Syria was renamed peas and <laughs> Greece was renamed gravy and Bulgaria mashed potato? The, the the bridge that is Europe and Asia would just be a big dinner plate. <laughs> <laughs> How fucking funny would that be? I I have no idea where to go with that. <laughs> Theoretically, imagine part of the Middle East in Europe is named after food. After this keg and the next keg. But it's just a big dinner plate. That's that's what it is. It's the big dinner plate. It's got all the foods. Well, I don't eat turkey personally, but... Do you not eat turkey? I haven't eaten turkey since I was in the States, which was in year seven. Why don't you eat turkey? Don't buy it, bro. I don't know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, we know I don't buy it either. We, we hunt it. <laughs> we hide in the bottom. I don't think Turkey's not native to Australia. <laughs> no, they're not. I, oh. I, I just made that oh, up. Okay. Um, yeah, you never know with me. I'm pretty mad cat, bro. Um, As if that wouldn't be funny. Hunting turkey or not eating the turkey dinner plate or the dinner plate. Yeah. Of the Middle East and, and Asia and Europe connecting via Istanbul. It's just a big dinner plate. Yeah, it's pretty. And when tu- and it's like you know how Turkey and Syria have had tensions in like the late yeah, 2010s, no, like where it would just be like yeah. Turkey and peas or <laughs> <laughs> Turkey has sent troops. <laughs> Turkey has sent remember, troops into I re- peas. I've been looking forward to like bad like journalistic cliches, probably about sporting events, about yeah. like trying to make some sort of link. It just like it was a well, bit of a food fight in the in the. In the <laughs> In the in the food bowl of the Middle East, I love it as joke. Turkey's cricket team came up against peas. 
a bit of a food what fight. The turkey is accidentally shot what would down the, some peas planes that are flying. What would the, the Arab Canberra. Spring be called? Oh well, that's the thing. I would like to think personally that the whole globe the is Arab just one banquet. big. No, well, yes. Oh. Yes, the Arab banquet. Yes, what, where they studying roast, two English where subjects they, where gets they, where you where they, kids. Where they toast the fucking. <laughs> the, so, so they toast so like the leader of Egypt during the Arab Spring was named Mubarak. They yeah. toast Mubarak's head over like. Nice. So like it's a marshmallow. Mubarak <laughs> <laughs> Mub- <laughs> <Mub> marshmallow. <laughs> God. Um, what books have you read? What books have I read? <laughs> Just want to change the subject. Oh my lord! Um, recently, actually, the last thing I read was a hundred pages of Basha Hooli's, um, sort of biography slash commentary on being a Muslim while playing the in the AFL. Have you met him? I have once. I was taking a photo of my brother, and I said, "Hi, Basha, can we get a photo?" And he said, "Sure, ma'am," and smiled. He's an. I've I've met him a few times. He seems like a, a very nice guy. Man. I met him because like um. I was in grade four or five, in grade four at New Gisborne Primary, mm. and I was in some like thing, and all the footy players came to visit, and they were from Essendon. This is when Bachelor was playing for Essendon, yeah. and he came and visited, and we had a nice chat. He signed, my, I had a broken arm at the time, and he signed my cast. Go Bash. And then I saw him again, and he remembered who I was, which I thought was very intriguing for a 20 year old, but regardless. The good, the stories, the two stories that I remembered. The first one was that, um, when he was 18, he went to this, like, similar to what it would have been at New Gizzy, where he went to a school thing. And the whole time where he was giving this presentation as an 18-year-old, there was this kid talking at the back, and he pulled the kid up in front of all his classmates and made them apologise. And then, as a final, like, parting gift, said, and tell your parents you love them tonight. Aww. I know. And I'm just like, oh, my God, that's, that's gorgeous. Pretty, that's and then nice. he, he, wait, he was... 18, yeah, like, Aww. hadn't played a game yet. Just decided that he's just going to drop up. I'm like, yeah, nah, fair shout. Well, that's how you know people are going to be big and whatever they do is if they have that confidence, I guess. And the other thing was saying that, um, I thought this was funny, is that he was saying that he never played football before. The next sentence was about him kicking 20 goals, 15 behinds in one match. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Seems pretty all good. All right. You seem pretty I'm good. An, I'm not an avid footy watcher, but oof. Yeah. Seems pretty good. Speaking about avid footy watcher, Essendon won this week. Yeah, I did watch that, to be fair. You did watch that. Yeah. yeah Saints yeah. suck, lol. Haha. Dude. Dude. Imagine being called the Saints, but you're so shit. Imagine you go to hell. Imagine. Oh, what's your depiction fuck. of What's your depiction of hell? Um, heck? hell or heck, Troy Cassadaly performing live for eternity. I have no idea who that is. He's a country musician. I hate country music so <laughs> fucking much. Like you just get down there and it's just Casey Chambers Ooh. warbling. Not even her good songs. Just like the the, the sort of like the back. Not even her album. good songs mean that. She, she has like two good songs and like. I'm not coming from a position of liking country music, but I but if I had to pick a good one, Casey Chambers is it. Dude, Dude the Casey Chambers podcast. <laughs> My depiction. Let's talk it. about what we've read in Casey Chambers. <laughs> what have you I don't read? Know who Casey what have Chambers you read? Is. What have you read? How many times I... have you read Chomsky in the last month? Okay, fair 27. enough. I have read Manufacturing Consent by Noam Chomsky twice in the period of two months. Oh. I've also read a book by Michael Parenti called The Culture Struggle, which was very good. But I've also read... This was all in the past three days. I don't have much going on. Happy Easter, bro. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have much going on. I've finished two books and I've started a third over the whole Easter weekend. So I finished 
the culture struggle, I finished Kevin Rudd's new essay, yep. which was fucking amazing. A case, a case for courage. You have to have strength to stick it to the media monopoly. And I've also just started reading last night, so I'm about 60 pages in. I started reading Dark Money by Jane Mayer. And it's all about how the Koch brothers and, like, all these rich billionaire, like, Americans basically use, like, um... They fund... They just pump all these money, all this money into, like, um... Think tanks and lobbyists. And basically, that's turned the United States... Fuck. It's turned... Fuck. It's turned the United States into... (laughs) It's turned the United States into, like, an oligarchy where they only fucking make laws and the laws benefit only the top zero point five point zero five percent of the of the population therefore it is not a democracy if the government isn't acting in the in the will of the people who the fuck is going to listen to this I don't know. If you've made it this far through, shout out. How yeah. many people do we have listed last week? Seven, I think. I oh, seven. It. Last I checked, it was three. That's impressive. Oh, last I checked, it was... All right. No, an avid listener said that we have good chemistry. Oh, yeah. well, you know that is? Yeah. That's That's a good four or five years at this rate of going to parties where we both feel heavily uncomfortable... And they're talking about politics for the two hours. Everyone's over there dancing and Patty like, No! No, Malcolm Turnbull will not be overthrown. <laughs> he won't. Jonah was always right. And then, and then after a minute, it's like, oh, Dad's got to pick me up. I've got to go um, wear fluoro green and yell at 25-year-old men to stop punching each other tomorrow morning. <laughs> You're an umpire. I'm a footy umpire. How much of a cuck does that make me? A little bit. It's Because big... even, like, when I've, I've, I've started watching Essendon games this year, I didn't used to, but I've started watching Essendon games, and I'm like, hearing the umpires, where all they do is like, Stand! Stand. Oh. They never say anything. Bro, the stand like, rule. Like it just. Yeah, okay, I don't want to go into that. I don't, fucking yeah. Okay, dude, I, I don't. Stuff. I don't know enough about footy to like be able to. Right. Put, to even, Can I do twenty five words or less? Three. All right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the episode of The Simpsons where Homer, like, where where Mr. Burns is like. <laughs> If you can tell me why you shouldn't be fired without the letter E, you won't be fired. <laughs> and then Lenny's like, I'm going to try to do it without me. I'm a good work guy. And then he gets fired. Oh, poor Lenny. Fucking quality. Um, let me do it. Three words without an E. Yeah. <laughs> it bad. Over. Over. Oh, that's a fucking yeah, that's e. an e. Um. Complicating. Foopy, lol. I, that does, I I didn't get anything out of that. But anyway, let's talk about <laughs> dark money. Dark money. Um, <laughs> like uh, yes, go. How insane is that? Is that the these billionaires like they mainly focus on the Koch brothers? Mm. And like, <laughs> like who are? Who are? They run. One of them's dead. I don't remember which yeah. one, but I think. Charles Koch is still alive. I may be wrong. I think it's David, the dead one. Yeah, dead maybe. One? I'm not. I'm not sure. But they run like they run like a huge. Ah, oh, Paddy's got a laptop. Have you seen the, the Joe Rogan podcast? I have. Yo, Jamie, pull that up. I I, I don't <laughs> like Americans, so I try and avoid. Uh, I actually don't mind. I I like some of his podcasts, but regardless, it's kind of like they pump all this money, and they and they get other billionaires who were like. 
also have the same interest, which is just like lower tax rates for them. And which one's still alive? I just, want, I just want to... Stalin and boxing, the early... I'm sorry, I just, I just googled Koch Brothers and the first thing that came up was a hyperlink that said Stalin and boxers. No, so, wait, which one's dead? Which one's I dead? I think Charles is dead. No, yes, yeah, Charles yeah, and but David. Yeah, but like, they kept him alive for like 25 years after being is diagnosed with cancer. Carl Koch Brothers dead? Yeah, that'll... David Koch died. Yeah, okay, so Charles... Yeah, Charles, Charles Koch is still alive. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, basically they... They basically got their start, like, they're, they're very libertarian, there's, like, lower taxes, you should be allowed to do this, oh, fuck, that's so vague. Small government. Small, small government, small government, lower taxes, those are the main two big yeah. ones where it's basically, like, so that Go means, it yourself. Basically yeah. trying to profit, so if you're, if you're a business owner, you have a lot of power over people's conditions, wages. Yeah. And especially with the Cokes, all, yeah. uh, the bad thing about the Cokes is that, because they run everything to do with energy. Yeah. They're the second biggest business conglomerate in the United States and they're, I think they're the biggest oil, gas, coal, mm. um, like energy company in, in the United States and they <laughs> everything they do is about like, climate change bad, climate change, climate, like climate change isn't real. Stop talking about climate change, it doesn't matter. It's, climate, climate change is just, it's, it's a hoax. Yeah. It's yeah. a hoax. And it's basically just so these, like, two old people can just keep all their money and, like, hoard all their money while, I think, 75 million Americans work paycheck to paycheck. And if yeah. they break their leg, they will not be able to afford to go to the hospital. Yeah, this is why we like golf so much, basically. Yeah. And Paul Kidding. And what's bad about that is that is it's put us at such a far... <laughs> it's, just, it's just made the West such a more unequal place. Just such a billionaire shouldn't exist. No, they shouldn't. No one should be a billionaire. Political donations shouldn't exist. Political donations should not exist. And if they do exist, at least tell us who buys you. Mm. Yeah, exactly. You need to dis- like. I'm I pretty think sure it's a, it's a concept that gets explored every so often. No, about, but like, let's make like in NASCAR or Formula One or whatever, or any sort of sport where sponsors have. Yeah, little, they show them all over. Yeah, yeah. Little, little like patches all over the uniform. Let's put the same for political donations. But how fucked? How fucked is that? That people just people could have that much money. They can literally just buy the government. Yeah, they can literally buy, and and like what. The, what well, another thing that they were doing from the sixty pages of this book that I read is that like they would just pump money, just pump money into like congressional campaigns. Yeah. For yeah, a Republican yeah. in like a safe Democrat um seat, just so they can just so they could get this cunt in for an extra vote in the Senate or the House. Yeah. How fucked is that? Yeah, it's it it, it it's literally disgusting. puppet master. It's not even it's how could you even call that system a democracy? Yeah, it's America. Oh, it's disgusting. But I'm so like we are, but but quite literally we are Medicare away from like the abortion yeah, I know. Medicare away I know. from being America like petrified of that yeah petrified of that. The only thing that I will like about Australia, if we are that Medicare away, at least we weren't imperialists to the same extent. To the same because extent. we were still imperialists. Yeah, but not to the same extent. Yeah. <sighs> and we don't have guns. Everyone says that about the only good thing that John Howard did. <laughs> Was ban the guns. 
It, it takes half a brain to ban the guns. We just don't have a lobbying group like the NRA. Yeah. If we had a lobbying group power. like the NRA, yeah. we wouldn't have banned guns. And as much money behind it. Exactly. Yeah. If it was a Labour leader in at the same time as a mass shooting, yeah. I can guarantee you that they would have banned the guns. Exactly what they did in New Zealand when yeah. that happened yeah, with a Labour leader. Yeah. So, IDK about that one, bro. I wouldn't say that more is a party issue. I would say that more is just like a fucking idiot issue. I'd say cultural. I would not even say cultural. I don't know, because I feel like also America's got this sort of background where they, they feel I guess, quite... yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, like okay, in power that they that. can destroy the government at any whim. <laughs> which is really quite funny. Dude! <laughs> right, I man. just watched this six-part documentary over like the span of three weeks, because I've released like two episodes every week. Yeah. It was about QAnon. And, and, and H and H. Dude, there's a parent of someone who I do not like who is for QAnon, and I love to stalk the Instagram on days. Do we do we know them? We do know them, but I'm not going to tell you on it. Can you tell me? Can you please tell me. I'm going to tell you off. Okay, okay, okay. Um, it's really funny. Yeah, okay. and that makes a lot of sense consi- considering the conduct of the individual that we both know. School. Yeah. Okay. Um, how am I meant to? Oh yeah, the 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 documentary. Okay. No, don't, no, 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 don't, 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 yeah, okay, it makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> told you. <laughs> yeah, okay, but, yeah, and he lives in Japan, and there was this one, like, there was this, like, five minutes of raw footage of him just punching this big plank that's sticking out of the ground until his hands started to bleed. Yeah, it's pretty... But he's, like, hyper-intelligent. Obviously, you'd, you'd, have, have, to you'd have to be you'd to be that to type be. of guy. Basically, orchestrating a... Like, could you imagine in any other country a march against, like, its... Ma- like, its... Main, if you had to pick a, like a democratic icon of America, you'd pick the Capitol building. Could you imagine a march on something like Parliament House in support of the existing government at that time? Fuck. Like, no. not to overthrow the government, but just in support of it. Like, that's insane. If you take all no, context like, out. Like, dude, I won't lie to you. I woke up that morning. I was freaking out. I was like, I'm, I just I remember watching, I the, watching the footage yeah. of that guy, that cunt with the horns. I know. And the face paint. I was like, this guy can storm the capital? Yeah. What the fuck? My favourite part was that there was people on Twitter trying to tell other people, like, oh, no, that's just Antifa, that's fine, don't worry about that, they're Dude. just plants. I'm like, what the... What is going on? What is this place? It'd be, no, it is the funny. thing yeah. is, though, the, the, the QAnon documentary showed, like, pro, like um, QAnon like, meetings before then. Like, meetings... Meetings with like QAnon people, yeah, and that guy was there, the, the, the and he was dr- no, but he was dressed the exact same way, with the horns, Boss. like wearing like the, the fur, and this was months before that even happened. Oh my god! Yeah, no, he he's been to a bunch of shit. That like, and apparently he's a vegan. Oh no, it was I don't know if it was him or the other dude, but some I I remember I think it might have been him. He was complaining about the um the fact that he couldn't get vegan food in prison. Really? Yeah, I'm dead. I'm deadly serious. I kind of sympathise with that. But... 
I think there should be there should be vegan options, but then again, the American prison system is a whole other story. Oh my! That's a whole other that we could get lost in. And do you want to hear a, like something funny that I read the other day? Actually, this is really not funny. I don't know why I led with that. So the Australian Strategic Policy Institute, which is a defense industry policy um, institute, which is basically just this big think tank that lobbies the governments into buying fucking submarines from France. Love it. And they are funded by slave labor companies in the United States that basically get their prisoners to produce things for two cents an hour mm, and make nice. all the profits from... I think they produce, like, license plates and shit. Yeah, yeah. And they get all their profits and they <clears throat> dump that into the into Aspie, which then goes on and lobbies the government with that money and tells them, don't buy these submarines, buy those submarines because they're more expensive and oh. you can buy less of them and waste more of the taxpayers' money. That's what Aspie is. I listen to one of their podcasts and it just shits all over China. <laughs> <laughs> and I got angry, but I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, let's not get cancelled. <laughs> God, that's interesting. I don't know that. Yeah, I kind of wish I was sober so I could actually remember the statistics that I was reading. But it's the joy of a grogged podcast. Like, yeah, this is great. We're trying to do a grog podcast but oh, instead of talking about the same it's hard. shit. It's hard. It's hard, man. Do you know how hard this existence is? No. Dude. My life is so hard, man. My life is so hard. Dude. No, but like... I get to have four meals a day. <laughs> Three. Four. You eat four meals a I'm day? I'm trying to put weight on. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I, only, I, only, I used to only eat two or three. Or I have my mum's metabolism, so I just burn shit. And then when yeah. there's nothing left to burn, I just burn... See, I'm, I'm the opposite. I have, I, have a, I have a very slow metabolism. I'm very slow. So I normally only eat... I, I try my I try my best to eat three meals a day. Today I only had two. Yeah. Some days when I was living alone, like living in a share house, I only have one. Uh, which, yeah. like, I acknowledge was bad. I'm worried about that. That's why I try and cook so much. Yeah, that's fair. Dude, the meal you cooked for me today, I couldn't eat all of it. Yeah, no. Nah. You, you dumped the pasta all over that. I, was like, I try and fuck, stock it up, lot. give you some carbs, yeah, some protein. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't eat all that, man. There was so much there. I'm looking after growing boys. <laughs> but I'm bigger than you. I think it's quite indicative that I've just turned 20 and I'm being called dad by three different adult males. Like, that's... The... I'm not calling you... Who's calling you dad? Oh, like, the... Yeah. Those two. Yeah. Out there. Yeah. My, my housemates. I'm not surprised that they're calling you dad. It seems as though you do fucking everything around here. No, it's okay, but they're, they're more than capable of being... Fuck, I should have ...brushing that. their teeth by themselves. <laughs> I should have said that. No, they're, they're cool. That's good. Yeah, but I like cooking. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, well, whenever I'm here, you, do, you always do the cooking and the dishes. I always offer and Patty's like, fuck off. I'm I, like, oh, yeah, okay. I, I actually did instruct Jenna to construct a diorama. Of the beer bottles the that beer we've bottles been drinking in. Been... I couldn't make a diorama <laughs> out of 12. Yeah. Although, we number, might thir- have... number 13 oh, is Jesus. in my hand. Um... There's part of me that I, I was this close to bors- bursting into Paul Kelly when you said that. Because I just thought Australia beer, and the first thing that came to my head was Paul Kelly. <laughs> Do you know what comes into my head? What? My dad's sending me a text saying, your mum's getting her citizenship. Wouldn't it be funny if you cunts came home <laughs> seeing your mum sculling VB? <laughs> that is the exact... My dad... Bro! I'm going to tell you this. In the group chat with my dad and my brother, my dad typed... Wouldn't it be funny if use cunts? Use cunts. <laughs> use cunts. The word cunt. Explain. Ah, uh, no, I love it, personally. The word cunt? I love it. But the thing is, though, I would never use that word to describe 
a bad what person. It, no, no, I would what, never use the no, no, no. bad person. What it actually is. Oh, of course not. Never. That's that's fucking that's that's sacrilegious almost. Like you can't yeah, no. do that. That's no, fucked. No, agree, agree, agree. It's so weird. But it's just lost all meaning. Like I don't like I don't even think of it as that's what it means. I think of it as like that guy. Like that's what it is. Yeah, to I just think that of it guy as a there. noun. Like, but to I... be to be fair, I'm wearing a high vis. Yeah, you are wearing. I high-vis. work where the second most used word is fuck, and the first is cunt. That's pretty good. So, yeah, I like, like that I, it, it, it has lost literally all meaning to me. Dude, <clears throat> I went to a, um, I went to the comedy festival during the week with my parents and my brother, and there was a family friend. Now, like, it was marketed as family friendly, and it was about, like, school, right? This, this, this play, right? Family friendly school. They said the word cunt at least fifteen times. <laughs> It was marketed as family friendly. I think it's got to a point where it's just like, yeah, nah, fuck it. Because it's also, how good does the word... If you've ever heard an American person try and say the word... Oh, it's gross, isn't it? it, it it's it, gross. It, it, it's, it's, it's an awful noise. Dude, I have cousins in Canada. If they ever said it, if they, see, if they ever said it, it's just like... See, uh, that feels dirty. That feels uh, like the reaction I should have. But when it's Australian, it's just... It's, it's just normal, man. It's this guttural, like, from the throat and the heart, like... Cat, hey. <clears throat> All right. Speaking of guttural and out of the throat. Yeah. Can we take a break? Can we I'm take a break? Literally about to pee. All right. In my pants. All right. <laughs> hey, have a break. Have a Kit Kat. Nice break, bro. How was your break? Where'd you go? It was good. I went outside and yeah, I spoke nice. to the housemates after peeing, and then I got changed. And Pretty good. Back. Jonah's wearing a very fetching Guinness sweatshirt. But I'm actually drinking Stella. A pint of Stella, please, mate. That British beer. That's actually Belgian, but regardless. You wanted to talk about... Well, I wanted to think... Well, not think, but I wanted to have a chat about, since this is a very not political podcast at this rate, I want to talk about a little bit of our own experiences. Like together, or...? Together and... Well, together and our individual experiences in that togetherness. And as many of, hopefully, our listeners will know, if the right people are listening, it's we went to Nepal the end of twenty nineteen, one of the last mm. times we really could go travelling. And I suppose I wanted to ask you, Joan, about you know, your world view after in, in, going to a, a country which most would consider developing and and going through a fairly really tough trot. <clears throat> um for me I Personally, when I was there, I knew what was coming. Because I had already been to places in the world that are quite similar to Nepal. But actually, actually, to be fair, Nepal is very unique, but in the way that it is, in air quotations, developing. Because I fucking hate the word developing nation. Yeah, that's shit. Overexploited nation is what they should be called. I've been, <clears throat> I've been to a lot of overexploited nations in the past, so I... When I was 10 years old, I went to the West Bank. I went to Palestine. I also went to parts of Palestine that are known as Israel. I know it internationally recognises Israel. I've been to Brazil, where I've seen mass amounts of poverty. Same with Russia. And I, going into Nepal, I understood that. But 
seeing the reactions from everyone else, which I thought was really interesting, because I know a lot of people there, yourself even, maybe, oh, definitely probably included. wouldn't have seen something like that before, or known how to act in that particular yep. environment. But me, personally, I, like, sounds very, very arrogant of me to say, but I kind of already knew what was coming. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I... I... Because I think overseas, I'd gone, I was like 10, I went to Bali. Mm. Um, you, emoji. Um, I love um, <laughs> Then when I was about 14, 15, I went to Europe, went to France and Italy with my with a redundancy payment. Thanks very much. I didn't know you went much. to Italy. Yeah, my, well, one of my parents got at their job at the time, which... They got made redundant, and we went, yep, cool, we'll take the redundancy payment and go to France for a week. Oh, cool. It's pretty dope. Um, but yeah, I had no no real comparable experience to going to a place like Nepal. Mm. And thinking, holy shit, I am a, a sheltered yeah. white boy. Yeah. I think that's what I'm very blessed about with my, my, yeah. my, my upbringing. Like, so my dad's a freight forwarder. And so often I would accompany him. Like, it sounds fucked. Like, it just makes me sound like just that cunt. Like, it does, but that's just how yeah, I was raised. Yeah, yeah. I didn't ever say it. But, like, I would accompany him on those trips. And I just remember to all these places, like, in the world that we'd go. And I was just like, fuck. Thank God I live in Australia. Yeah. Thank God I fucking... Like, I remember, dude, one of, like, the most... <clears throat> so, like, I've been, I've been shot at. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was, yeah. I was ten years old. I was shot at. I was in a. I was caught in a shootout, and that was when I was in. Um, I was in Haifa, in Israel. Just close to the border with Lebanon, but it's like this really gorgeous, like um, port town. Yeah, and like. I, I had that. I had that experience. Like I'm really glad that like when I went on holidays with my parents, we didn't just go to like fucking resorts and shit. You know what I mean? Like, we, like, my, like, my parents truly showed me the world. Because that's, like, that's who my parents were. Like, my dad went travelling for nine years. Yeah. He didn't have yeah. a home. He just went travelling. He would base himself in London and he would work in pubs and that's all he would do. Save enough money to go back into the world. And my mum left home when she was, like, 18, 19. Travelled all around the Americas, like, Central America up. And lived on her own until she met my dad. <clears throat> and I... And thankful for them because they truly did like expand my horizon in regards to, like the world, and and I've I, I I've seen how people live in such horrific conditions, man. Yeah. As we saw in Nepal. Yeah. Fucked. Do you remember that river in yeah. Kathmandu? Yeah. Just with, like with all the plastic bags and shit in it. Yeah. Fucked. That's complete. Fuck. At the time, that was like that's just completely new to someone yeah. like me because, what like, I'm just like you know, I've been I was born in East Melbourne. Mm. Me too. Yeah. At the East Melbourne Hospital. Yeah. Ah, there you go. Um, I that. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like lived in Victoria all my life. You know, hadn't had a very enclosed experience to mm. see something like like. You know the the reality of humanity, that is yeah. just your own sort of very sectioned, very particular way of life. It it really does. 
it sort of yeah it, it makes you realize that you know your your own life means so little mm. in comparison to the big picture well the way that i see that is like i'm not going to say what did it to me or how i thought this way it's like yes you're a speck yeah you're a speck on earth you are nothing yeah Humble yourself. I think that's the first thing. Is like you can humble yourself to the very bottoms of your own mind, where you realize that you were nothing. But with the resources that you have, and I know that you have, that I have, that I'm sure people listening that do have, all seven of you, <laughs> all, all of you who can sit on this bed that we're, we're currently all all, all seven of you that are listening yeah. have because you have literally this is it is that you have grown up in the developed world. You have more than enough resources. You have more than enough government help mm. to create anything. Yeah. You can be anything in this society that we live in. Yeah. You literally can. And that's only if you as a person fucking apply yourself. Yeah. The thing I was thinking about was that, you know, we had these... You'd go basically through this about me is shop from and you'd be thinking alright there's probably one person's life which is basically dedicated to that shop front and the place behind it where they you know the, the place nearby where they maybe sleep and it's this tiny spot in which someone can eke out an existence and to think about the amount of resources that we have as people like you and I mm. like the amount of agency we have over our own lives the amount of resources that we can call upon to do something about it. It's just insane to think about. It's like, here's someone who basically yesterday, yesterday, today and tomorrow will consist of the same space over and over again just to get by, whereas we have this whole this incredible infrastructure available to us if we choose to use it and if we seek it out. But I think that's the issue with people like, yeah. in, in, in the West is that what I've read in, from, from self-help, yeah. what a cancer to yourself is, is comparing yourself to others. Yeah. Not yeah, just yeah, because, yeah. like, first of all, you, like, not just because, like, oh, it's unhealthy, but second of all, because the others themselves aren't doing enough. If you're comparing yourself to other people, That's true. you're putting yourself lower on a pedestal. And I'm not, I'm not dissing anyone, I'm not like, I'm not saying that, but you're, if you're comparing yourself to the average, why would you want to be average? Yeah. That's my thing. And what's always fucked me up about that is that like, I've always compared myself to people, like throughout high school and even uni, like when my, my scores weren't good. They still aren't great, they're better, but like I've never been academically good, but I know for a fact, like I'm confident enough in myself that like, I know what I want to know. Yeah. I think it's just being, like, understanding, like, mentally and emotionally where you are. Yeah. It's, like, I know what I want to pursue, these are the things I want to learn, and these, this is what's going to help me on my journey. It's once you, once you understand the path you're on, you'll know which steps to take. Like, and, and which to avoid. Do you understand the path that you're on? Um, I deliberately don't want to know quite yet 
like I want to be able to know what skills I have and how to use them and an A to B, but I don't want to have to limit myself to an A to B. I want to be able to go at several points. Here, here's somewhere I can climb somewhere else. Well, not climb, but like to, just to decide that I've got this opportunity to do something else. I may as well use it. So you don't want to be confined? No, well, no. I, I think I don't want to stop learning. Yeah. And I don't want to yeah. stop experiencing things. No, but that's like... I don't think anyone... Like, if you do want to stop learning, I... I feel sorry for you. Yeah. If you if you want to stop learning, if you want to stop gaining knowledge, like I feel bad for you, man. Yeah. People I, that are, people yeah. that I work with, man, they don't want to learn anything. They just want to work in the same job. Where all they do is just tape boxes all day, and that's fine with them. They don't want to read books. They don't want to expand their knowledge on anything. And I'm just like, fuck. You could do anything with your life. You could learn so much. You could start anything. But you just don't apply yourself. I think it, it depends a lot. It does. Like, it, it makes me sound harsh. I understand. Oh, yeah, I understand. It, but, I understand yeah. that. But, like, I just don't understand people that don't want to learn more. Or don't want to, like, like fuck, reading books, reading non-fiction books has expanded my mind so much more than what university ever did. Mm, yeah. Ever. Like, I did, I did my readings, granted, some of them were interesting, some of them did teach me things, but fuck, the things that I wanted to read taught me so much more than the things that I needed to read. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Like, I think, because I've been intentionally, just because of the, the amount of news I consume, I've been intentionally trying to, when I read, just read for pleasure and read things that are a bit... Like, not necessarily just fiction, but stuff which is sort of addressing different things. Like, I really like stuff about the Australian identity. Yeah, it's Um, fucking interesting. eh? Just because of how complex it is. But even reading this book, like, by, as I mentioned earlier, by Bashar Hooli, and he was talking about being the first um, Muslim footballer in the AFL and having this moment, you know, where he had to basically... uh, Again, I'm stealing shamelessly, but... And it's a bit too football-y for people's taste. But in the preliminary final, which is this massive, massive game... Oh, Jonah's laughing at me. Um, in, the, in the scheme of football, um, five minutes into the third quarter, which is this, like, you know, the game's on the line, and Hawley has to run off the ground to go observe one of his prayers. Like, he's got to go, like, basically, like, go from manning a half-back post... And having, you know, at the, I was at this game, there were 97, 98,000 people there. Having oh, all those, fuck. I know, having all those eyes on you and then running off to observe a prayer. And just thinking of the enormity of that moment. Like, it's, it's great <coughs> to have that sort of input from people who aren't just your typical football people. And it's so nice to read things that are, are different and actually you know, address these aspects of your mind which you may never have addressed. I'll, I'll, I'll sway this, so, somewhat related, but a little bit outside the football sphere. Thank you. But, no, sorry. I, I truly admire non-radical religious people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, like, that's, like, like, like the bare basics of religion basically just teaches you how to be a better human being and fucking humbles you man 
And I... Oh, fuck. I really, I really wanted to read the Quran, but apparently it's really hard to read because it's <laughs> set in, in poetry and, and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. But like... It, it like I think I I just think religion is very fascinating about how it can completely captivate the masses in the purpose of you need to be it 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 basically teaches you how to be a better person, but the sad thing is is that people have interpreted interpreted certain religions in such a way that justifies to themselves that they can commit atrocities or they can just be a cunt in their society. Yeah, yeah. But but true religion to me isn't that like. Being a good religious person is believing in your belief, which I completely respect and and, and personally admire. Because I don't know if I can do that. Like, I, I genuinely don't know. Because you, you don't really choose to believe something. You kind of learn and you believe something based, for me anyway, based on statistics and facts and what you know. And I don't know if a God exists, therefore I don't know if I can follow any religion, but... The bare basics of religion just teaches you how to be a better person. And I truly admire that. Yeah. Like, and, and this was the thing, reading about it. Because like, a guy like... And I, I'm using this as an example. But a guy like Hawley, who'd be the first Muslim man to play a, the, like the indigenous Australian sport. Like, and a fully like homegrown. Mm. But the amount of pressure that would have. Mm. And... To this is day, he the first? yeah, he was the first, oh, okay. and to the to this day, he was, um, you know, he's getting put like in, in the midst of the Christchurch attack attacks. You know, one of the first messages he had was was from the AFL talking about, or, or from his footy club about, you know, talking about religion and Islam to people who would never have been dis- had it discussed before. Wait, what do you mean? Like, so, like, he's so in the in the wake of someone shooting. Yeah, a, like in a, the shooting. Mosque, but, what do you, but what do you mean by like them? So addressing actually, no, is Islam like the way we should be reacting to this? Isn't about like, isn't involved around ISIS and jihad and stuff like that. We shouldn't. Ah, oh, okay. Because, you know, he was talking about you know my my observance, is about you know having to try and balance my religious duties around Ramadan. And his and his prayer, which is all about like observance and and humbling himself, and then he has the same people he has to deal with people on the weekend, like calling him a terrorist and. God, oh, that's fucked. It's just that's yeah, it, fucked. like it 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 was really interesting to read that in, in the Bro, same he's game. Just some cunt that's trying to play footy. Yeah, that's like, so it, fucked. In the same game where he he plays football and his team loses by two points, right? He plays football, his team loses by two points, but within that game, he has to explain. And walks over to a cheer squad and explains Islam to someone after the after a game of football. Oh, I'd hate that. Like it's just fucking it, good. Fucking good on him. Yeah. Look. Read. Yeah. Read the book. It's especially the first hundred and fifty odd pages are really. They they they're good brain food. I think that's my yeah. book review. <laughs> well, I think cultures really struggle to collide. And you can see that with yeah. what's happening in the West. I think you, so as well. And everyone's to fucking blame. There is no there is no innocent person in in a Western society. Whether you're on the really, 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 really woke in air quotations, because I don't know if I really believe in that word. Really woke part of it, or in you're a fucking cunt. Like you're just like some guy that's like a cultural, like what I would think is a cultural supremacist, where you're like, the West is best, man. 
Yeah. White power to you. Like, fuck off. You idiot. But I think they're, they're, they're both to blame. Like, he can't really... It's it's really difficult for all the for 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 cultures to amalgamate and not for something like this to happen where there's so many different people where these little intricate things that don't fucking matter at all. Yeah. Like such cultural issues, are like the main topic of our thing. It's just like of of, of public debate. Yeah. Which is literally quite designed. I know I'm going off on a tangent. It doesn't matter. That's kind of taking away from the regular point, but is literally designed to distract us. From what is happening with in Parliament, with legislation, with things like Witness K and Bernard Collery. Yeah, yeah. Cultural issues are... The, the culture wars are designed to distract us. Yep. They fill up, fill up newspaper issues. Fill up newspaper issues. The fucking marriage plebiscite. Yeah. Fucking... Alright, yeah. okay, okay, also. I'm literally gay, and I'm saying this. What a fucking joke, Yeah. Can't. What a joke. What a waste. And how that... How that... Took up so much public space... In the media. Took up so much public discourse. I was like, oh... And, it, and it's a question that could be answered in a fucking sunrise poll with Koshi. I don't know. Cash cow. Where it's is he? It's a fucking yeah. joke. And there's things that were happening at the same time. Like, oh, your penalty rates would be ripped from you. Yeah. But let's not talk about that. Let's talk about this... Pointless plebiscite, yeah, which they that could was, vote on in one day. That they could vote on in one day, yeah. where most of the Liberal Party politicians knew that that marriage equality was inevitable. Yeah, it's just bonkers. what a fucking joke. It's culture shit like that that fucking really pisses me off. Just it's it's designed to distract you yeah. from things that actually matter, such as. The, the the rights of workers in this country being completely destroyed yep. via work choices, John Howard, via the depletion of penalty rates, Morrison. Yep. And what does what what do, what do people talk about in the media? He said this, she said that. Yeah. Yeah. And even as you said, sport is a big part of oh, it. Oh, totally. But it's but for me, like it's a it's a passive activity. Yeah, I, but I, I think yeah. for a lot of people, sport is something that truly is just like a complete distraction from reality. It's the new like sport is the new religion because sports, sports matches, completely captivate emotion in such powerful ways, yeah. which I think no one is immune from. If you go that, if you go to like certain sporting events, like I went to the fucking World Cup. Yeah, like and. Like, fucking in Russia, I went to the World Cup and I was at a Russia game. There was cunts around me, like, crying. Yeah. That is designed, yep. again, like, the countless sports event that just captivates your emotion is just designed to distract you. All these things are designed to distract you. They're designed to distract the lower class because what could happen is that the lower to middle class, if they really knew how exploited they were being, they would simply revolt. And that's what happens with all this mainstream, like, mainstream entertainment shit that is designed to distract you from revolting. Yeah. That's what it is. Sorry. No, that's important to say. I I totally agree on your sport as religion thing. I think as someone who's had a background which is purely, like, just British immigrant start anew. You're not British, though. You're Celtic. Celtic. But that sort of area. Yeah. 
uh, Cornish Irish Scottish type situation, but in the absence of any sort of cultural or religious link, it's been Australian rules football. Yeah, because well, that's kind of what it is. Like, Going to the MCG is your Sunday church. Well, not so much for me, but definitely for other members of my family. Fucking yeah, it's it's it is. I'd love to me. see a thesis on it. I it should... is it is quite literally the religion. Chomsky talks all about it. If you would like to read Manufacturing Consent... Please do. Chomsky talks all about it. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's probably where we should probably pull off the... Oh, really? Have we yeah, we've, we've done, I reckon, about, uh, f- yeah, about 45, 47, 51 okay. minutes. Shit, sorry. I, d- I took up most of that. Oh, I'm, that's I'm fantastic. Sorry, no, this is, this is what we I didn't. I didn't realise how far we really If went. you enjoyed the Grog podcast, please <laughs> let us know via the Instagram page, at Slowly. Um... Yeah, let us know if you like the concept. Donate to the Animal Rescue Collective. Donate to the Animal Rescue Collective. Because there's floods in New South Wales. New New South Wales have dealing with its fifth once once in a century (laughs) ordeal in In the same six years. (laughs) Yeah, no, in the same eighteen months. Oh yeah, the same eighteen month period. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Prayers up in the chat, bro. Um, Yeah, nah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. We'll be back next. Week. Monday or Tuesday. Monday or Tuesday. We'll let you know via Wednesday. Insta. Who knows? Go follow yeah. the Insta. It's Thank important. You. Trust. Au revoir. Wait. Is it?